Welcome to two sweet Lambruscos. Deli Long Loins. How you doing, my friend? I'm very well. How are you today? Good. I don't I was thinking, we don't I think that we don't make fun of enough people on this podcast. So I was trying to think of like We make fun of ourselves. We do. Um and we I mean, we do pick on some like groups of people, but I was thinking of a certain like group that I don't like that I would kind of like condense into one thing. So that's everyone else. No, just the one thing I like, I like took the thing I hate most about something and it's turned it into a person. Okay. Okay. And I created the scenario. All right. So, um, you know, like there's like, there's this country music. It's like, I don't get it. I know a lot of people like it. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not that I, I think that the people that listen to it are bad people. Mm-hmm. I think they're assholes for continuing to listening to it and giving it popularity. So mm-hmm. it won't go away mm-hmm. like Nicolas Cage or Kanye. What's wrong? What, what do you mean? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. So, um, you know, I was thinking like, you, there's like this country singer who like got famous for being so bad. You know, his name's like Clint Dugan or something country like that. But bad, like, like just as a musician, like his voice. Uh... Well, it's all country music, but I mean, this guy was like particularly bad within the genre. Okay. And so everyone was, this guy sucks. He's a fucking douche. And so like he, he, he tried to like, you know, ride the wave and like kind of like lean into it. So he changed his name to like his last name to douche, but he put like the, uh, the accent on it. So it's like douche. <laughs> and um, finally they like sent this person to interview him, like a, like an Asian woman in like a pantsuit. And uh, it, the shot opens up and he's like, you know, standing in the sunset with his cowboy hat, like Wrangler, full Wrangler, head to toe in Wrangler. And uh, it cuts to the Asian woman. You know, and she's like, how did you manage to become so douchey? Mm. And uh, he's like, well, my oriental friend. And then they like, oh, comes back to her. She's like, I'm Chinese. Yeah. He's like, of course you are. Yeah. And then he's like, how did that become so douchey? He like, like cracks open like a Mr. Pib. Yeah. And he's like sitting on the back of like a, like a, like a, it's not like a pickup truck. It's like one of those trucks you have when you were a kid. Like a Tonka truck. Okay. He's like. Yeah, you know, acting like like it's not this big, right? You know, he's all <laughs> comfortable. He's like, "Well, tell me who I am." She's like, "Yeah, it's a douche." And he's like, "That was easy. I just did the opposite of what everybody else was doing." Huh. And she's just like, "Yeah, he's a trendsetter, right?" But that's the thing. In his mind, he thinks he's a trendsetter, but he became an idiot just by like not doing anything that he was supposed to, like. We think that you should maybe like hire some other musicians. I've got this. He plays every instrument. So he's like the, uh, like the Kanye of country music. Say one more fucking bad thing about Kanye. I'm going to shut down this podcast. I don't like him. That's fine. Let's yeah. just not talk about him then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. Clint Douchey. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that like that 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 would be a good way to kind of like explain things to people i think like because uh, people are always like okay like um last night the monday night um eileen was wearing these pants like she looked like a fucking fly girl from a living color oh, i love that show me too but those pants you can do what you wanna do <laughs> 
They were like living. God, they, they, they were. I don't know if it was a Halloween thing or what the deal was, but they, they were probably the were comfortable. Ugliest fucking. Oh yeah, I'm sure they were. And MC Hammer pants are comfortable. I'm not gonna fucking wear them in public. Mm. It would take a real certain kind of man to pull off pull that off. A douche. Yeah, I, I don't know. A Chris douche. I, I don't know. Um, but if somebody walks into a room wearing hammer pants. They better be the most confident fucking man you've ever seen stroll into a room. Yeah. And I'm not talking like Eric Roberts confident. I'm talking like, you know, his sister. Who I didn't even know was an actress until recently. Julia Roberts? Yeah. Did you know that Eric Roberts' sister was an actress? Yeah. Hmm. He's a great actor. I, I really only remember him from uh, <laughs> uh, Pope of Greenwich Village, which was a pretty good movie. Yeah. To my recollection. Yeah, well, I mean, Eric Roberts was in it. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. he's like uh, yeah, Midas. I kept, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everything I, he touches. I kept, I, I kept hearing, like, this it Julia be, Roberts it, it name. It could be Yulia. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. J. Yeah. <laughs> or a long J. Or a hard J. could be <laughs> Yulia or Julia. I can't forget. Um, yeah, and I, I kept hearing that name, and I'm like... Is, he, is, that girl, is this girl related to Eric Roberts? Who's Julia Roberts? Yeah. People would always kind of be like, what? Yeah. They're like, who's Julia Roberts? I'm like, I know. I know, right? Right. Thousand watt smile. I, I, I'm trying to think. And like, the funny thing is, is that like, I think I convinced, I just now convinced myself that I don't I will know give you. Is. I will give you three crisp American dollars, <laughs> not backed by silver or gold, uh, if you can tell me what city they grew up in. Who? The Roberts is... I have no fucking idea. That's a good guess. Where did they grow up? Atlanta. Really? Yeah. They are white, to my recollection. Um, I, I know Eric is. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He's not black. Well, those are the only options? Well, if he's from Atlanta. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so I think he's probably option A. Well, he's a Pope of Greenwich Village. Of course he's white. Well, you know, he's an actor. You can play different but roles. Still, but like... He's not from... It's not realistic if a black guy plays a priest because black people, one, don't fuck kids. And two... Uh, R. Kelly would disagree. Well, that's different. Okay. That's different. Well... He's nor white nor black. He is a fucking predator. Yeah. Ari Spears. He fucked kids? Oh, yeah. Real bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the lights just dimmed when you said Ari Spears. Wow. Is but he's he's the the comedian. Things got darker, both literally and I don't know whatever the other word would be. Figuratively, figuratively, I think so. Um, I like how we're both kind of adopting the the, the Clint Dugan douche persona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, you brought it into the room, and I'm I wish it into existence. Yeah, yeah. you're just backpedaling in the fucking what, did you Did you read the secret? <laughs> you're in your fucking home rollers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ari Spears got in trouble. Yeah, him and some other um, female comedian uh, were popped for like but, uh, grooming some uh, some kids. He's like, I gotta look this shit up. Yeah, not great. Um, so, um, so yeah. So last night she had the ooh. Is that he did it with Precious? I don't think so. No, oh, that girl looks like Precious. Mola Station lawsuit. Did I say that? Tiffany Haddish? Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm, I hate her. 
Really? I'm so glad she's I gone. I know the yeah. name. I don't know enough about... Uh, she's uh, annoying. She just she... comes on stage. She's like, I'm black. I'm a woman. It's like, no shit. Well, she's speaking her truth. Right. Yeah. It's like there's a plenty of other black female comedians that have become famous by not just standing up there and ignorantly and fucking annoyingly stating the obvious. She's like the fucking female... Uh, what's that look? Kevin Hart. Yeah. Yeah. And she fucks kids. Or helped Aries. Hel- or helped, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like if you and I went somewhere and you're like, hey, man, I want to fuck this girl. I'm like, I don't think she's old enough. He's like, just film it. I'm like, all right. And I film it. I'm just as culpable. Yeah, it's like a weird wingman situation there. Right. Not cool. But the worst kind of wingman. The absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, if you fuck with a kid, the kids, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I fucking hate kids. Doesn't mean I'm going to fucking sexually abuse them. Doesn't mean that I condone it. You know, kids... And you, when you do that to a kid, you just fuck them up for the rest of their life. It's like the worst thing you could right. possibly do. Right. How, how's a kid supposed to like live a normal life? How's he ever supposed to have like a healthy sexual relationship? I think it's worse than murder. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. they have to live with that. That's psychological lifetime murder. Yeah, it's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like everybody thinks that... Um, that these people, these celebrities and all these people that were in the whole Me Too movement thing. Um, and I didn't roll my ass because, oh, the Me Too. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, we're just here we go again. You know? Uh, everyone kind of just like, like they, they don't think they understand. Like, everybody always talks about the predators, but nobody ever talks about the victims. Yeah. You know, they don't talk about the victims enough, which I, you know, I'm not totally against. I think that, like, they need some privacy in their life. They need to, like, heal in the prop and use the proper channels to heal. Yeah. But it's like, just, okay, we get it. These people are fucking predators. Just put them in fucking jail. Yeah. Put them on a fucking, build a, open, reopen Alcatraz. Yeah. Put them out there. You know? And just, just let fucking God do his work and punish them. Like lepers. Right. I'd rather fucking hang up with a leper than a fucking child abuser. I'll just be like, don't fucking touch me. Both of them. Don't yeah. touch me. Either right. Way. Yeah. Right. This coughing and shit. I'm like, don't fucking cough on me. I got shit to do this weekend, leper. Mm-hmm. It's not contagious. I think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is. If my arm falls off this weekend. I'm going to pick it up and beat I'm you. I'm going to beat it. you. I'm going to hit you with it. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. It's not your fault, leper. I just don't touch me. Listen to the fucking kids. I know, buddy. This air fives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mind, <laughs> mind fives. My arm falls yeah. off. Oh. <laughs> Dragged. So yeah, so last night at the meeting, um, yeah, she had those pants. That's not even the point of the story. I, that I mean, she had them on, so why not bring it up? But um, I, I'm the new chip person there. You're the chip chucker. The chip chucker, yeah. So I went up there, and uh, I was like, you know, I'm yada 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 the whole spiel, and I'm like, I'm, I will give you a fist bump or shake your hand, but I'm not gonna hug you. And, uh, and Jesse's the new secretary. And I'm like, if you really need a hug, he'll give you one. I'm like, this guy gives out kidneys. I'm sure hugs are not a big deal. And uh, it was great. Everybody laughed. He laughed. And then, um, I, so I did that. I sat down. And then Don was leading. He did his thing, his spiel. And um, and then he opened up the meeting. And uh, someone in the meeting, I don't even know who it was, um, they were just like bitching about COVID the whole time. And I was like, all right, you're forcing my hand. Now I have to say something. Nobody's forcing your yes, hand. Yes, 
Not one thing about solution, nothing, just, ah, oh, COVID, man. That's like what we were talking about the other day in the cop when I was like, these people are getting sober during COVID. They don't know what the fuck they're up against. That was a perfect example. There's no idea what she's up against. It's like, she's bitching, oh, this COVID, like the real world. It's like. Did she get sober during COVID, this person? Allegedly. Okay. So it's like, dude, the world went on without us. Like, yes, there was COVID, but the world was still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still in a fucking cycle, this vicious cycle of life. And so, dark. Uh, yeah, a little dark. And so I, I share, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, maybe this will give you some perspective. I'm like, I love COVID nineteen. Like, that was my fucking favorite global pandemic. It's the best. Mm-hmm. COVID for life. Mm-hmm. Got tattooed, didn't you? Yeah. And so, I'm like, yeah. Uh, and she was saying how like millions of people died. I'm like, I hope fucking three million more die. I'm like, I, I'm just so like, I, I hate that it's over. Like, I hate that there's no more stay-at-home orders. I hate that people, like, I think, and I knew this was going to happen. We all, everybody just went back to normal like nothing just happened. Yeah. Like, four million fucking people didn't just die, like, that's a one-pointer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If I would have got it in that one, it would have been ten. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's half. All right. Dang. Quarter of it. One fourth. House rules. Yeah. And it's like everybody, like, as soon as, like, things got back to normal, okay, about six, seven months ago, people aren't keeping their distance anymore. People aren't fucking washing their hands. It's like, what what need, what need else needs to happen for you people to fucking just, I don't understand, man. This is why we're doomed to repeat the fucking past. This country and these people do not learn from their fucking mistakes. Yeah, but thank God you're not in charge of all that. You're just in charge of yourself. I wish I was in charge of it. When that fucking thing came, the Donald Trump in office, I'm like, Dude, we are fucked. If you're in, if you were in charge of it, there'd be like three million people left on Earth. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You you make it. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I need mean, one. You'd you'd be right there with me. You'd be my vice. But that means like that means like ninety percent. Ninety percent of the people I know. Hey, where'd they go? It'd be me, you, and every woman from a Scandinavian country. <laughs> I know that. I know that to be true. Man, this new president—he's not. Huh. Does it seem like he's just like huh. selective who lives and who dies? Yeah. There's a lot of tall, blonde Scandinavian women left in this world. Be like, dude, it took me eight minutes to drive to downtown LA. Now this new guy's all right. Yeah. <laughs> of course, no one was working the. Any of the stores when I got there, right? Well, still, if they'd be gone too, we don't need stores. Keep keep open, keep the Amazon fucking workers alive. But you know, I'd have to kill everybody in China, unfortunately, because well, then we'd have no products. Every virus starts there. We'd have no products. Yeah. Well, swine flu started here. Yeah, it's just like like I, I like some somebody starts like speaking some kind of propaganda. This before they know it, just a sickle lops their head off. Oh, he died of COVID. Mm-hmm. He's dead. What happened to his head? Oh, he's a leper too. <laughs> so last night's meeting, yeah. So uh, I, I got I, you riled up. It didn't get me really riled. It sure, up. sounds like it, buddy. No, I wasn't really riled up. I was more like I was. I was. I was honestly just like get, like contrasting and comparing. And I was. I. I basically like the the share got very solution driven after the COVID thing. I was like, you have to understand that. This, this 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 pandemic, like any anything in life like this that happens, that's just a test. Like, are you strong enough to deal with it or aren't you? 
And like, yeah, it's 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 something new to people. Like, I don't think anybody's still alive that was around during the fucking bubonic plague. I'm pretty sure they're all dead. But this is something that we all had to acclimate to. And yes, being an alcoholic during COVID, if you're just getting sober, it's gonna be it's gonna seem easy during the pandemic, I would think. You know, especially if you're in an environment like a treatment center, a rehab, a sober living. It would have been. I I know for a fact that. It would have been harder for me. Well, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's different. I think that's my point. Yeah. Thankfully, you and I, we had two plus going into the pandemic. So we were okay. You know, but that, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I, I have friends, of, yeah, I have friends that had multiple years that went out during COVID. People but yep. the fact of the matter is, is that it's hard for the people that were already sober because it's different. It's change. What's the one thing we hate? Change. Change. That's right. So that's what we're dealing with. Then you got the people who have never gotten sober before, who, in a way, in a manner of speaking, this isn't a generalization or a universal thing, have a false sense of what like of what recovery is. The Zoom meetings, like yeah. not having a sponsor. These people just went to Zoom meetings. Well, That's it's, it. It's uh, it's different for sure. But like I will say this: my first year of sobriety versus now, I had a different view on things. It changes every day, really. Yeah, right. It does. And I, I mean, and I, I talked to this woman after the meeting. Very, very nice lady. And um, Scandinavian? No, no. That that's why it was easy enough for me to rip her apart at first. Um, but I talked to her, and she was like, she was like, at first I wasn't sure where you were going, but she's like, it all came around in the end, and I, I see what you were saying. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, that's just one alcoholic's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I know that it's difficult. I know that it was difficult. It was difficult for me for like a week. Mm-hmm. Then I was just like, wait a minute, I have to be around people? <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love this shit. Yeah. Hanging out with my girlfriend. Um, and I was I was very productive during I had a very productive pandemic. You know, I was very busy. I made the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I explained things to her. And I was like, I, I, I was like, I, I think what you're lacking right now, one is a spiritual foundation and a sponsor. I'm like, if, if you put in the fucking work and do the action, I'm like, I guarantee you, you're going to feel better than you do right now. Mm. And I'm like, I can give you some numbers. And she was like, oh, great. I'm like, Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> Called her over. Yeah. And um, I'm like, this is my friend, Carolyn. She has double digit sobriety. I trust this woman. Have a go. And that was it. I, le- I left them like that. And uh, and Carolyn called or texted me later that night. And she was like, I don't know how the fuck you can manage to be such an asshole in one second. And then like do something so selfless. And I'm like, I wasn't being an asshole. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. I was just giving one person's perspective. My perspective was go COVID. Hers was, I'm scared, I'm in fear. Mm-hmm. She sees somebody that has multiple years of spread that made it through the pandemic and is happy and productive. That's going to give her hope. That's going to inspire her. Mm. And hopefully it did. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's You saw some kind of need there. or it, I think for you, like it, it, like most of us really, I, I, but I can only speak for myself. Like If something draws my attention or pisses me off, it's checking off something in me that that I don't like about myself on right. some level. Right, it's all fear-based. Yeah. yeah. Fear and insecurity. So I would say you're more vocal about it. I'm more inward uh, about it. No, thank you. 
See how long it took me to. Yeah. I don't want to chew gum into a mic. It's funny that you say that because not the the um the cow grazing. Um but Jason Kidd's cud. Yeah. Um it's funny that you say like the inward outward thing because I'm by nature, like in social settings, I'm pretty introverted. Like when I'm around like like not at the meeting. That's 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 my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. This is my comfort zone, my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other situations, I'm not really that verbose. But I know what you're saying. Like you, you are. You're. I and I, I say this not to knock my own program, but you have more wisdom than I do in certain areas of your life. A lot of areas. I think I've just messed up in more areas. No, but you do have a lot of wisdom. Like you're one of the people. Not just because you're my friend, but when you speak, I listen to you. Mm-hmm. And if you give me advice, I take that advice. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, that is what's that is the ultimate friend. Someone that if they if they suggest something to you, and you're open to it, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right, dude. That's why we're friends. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times I could take more cues from you when it comes to certain situations. Well, I think that's how friendships work. I mean, like I I tend to gravitate towards people that are that are bolder in areas where I tend not to stick my head up. You know, yeah. and it's a balanced thing, right? You know? Like right. you and your lady, you guys are very opposite in certain ways, but obviously on the same page about certain things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, that's like, I, if somebody's too much like me, then we'll have a great time for like half an hour. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's just like, all right, I'll see you later, you know? I think they, people always say that, you know, opposites attract or you got to have the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, maybe that's true. I mean, I, I, I put a lot more stock in Eastern philosophy than I do into, you know, Western ideology. Well, there's balance in Western too. It, you well, know. right. But with Eastern philosophy, though, it's, I was just going to say, like, it's a very old philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's a very old philosophy that still stands true today. But I think that Western ideology and philosophy is progressing and evolving way more than Eastern philosophy and at a very fast rate. And I think that's why we're so fucked up. Yeah, but I, let's just look at it on a human level. Like, Are you talking like low and high culture context? No, any culture, okay. like through the, his, the history of humanity, uh, whatever iteration we are as humans, like f- from wherever we started. Monkeys. Monkeys. Um, and the prefrontal cortex and other things, our brains started getting bigger. We started walking erect. If you really walking what erect, like Homo erectus. Um, I thought that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one of my favorite words, by the way. <laughs> really stands out. You're tall. It really stands out. Because <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. No, but think about like uh, how how humans are are made and born. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to think about. But I mean, these are two people that are in the same, you know, uh, genus or whatever, but they're opposite. Right. But then they're similar, but they're opposite. And so it would make sense that all once thought comes online and we start to be, uh, we can start to think, Mm -hmm. um, whereas we can dispose of thoughts before we dispose of life. So that's where the, the impact of the brain. I can dispose of life quicker than I can dispose of thoughts. So that would be that. lower brain activity, <laughs> right? The selfish part of my yeah. brain. Yeah. The higher part of your brain is like, I should probably learn how to write policy uh, to, to impact change on a, gr- a grander oh, I could level. write policy to impact the 
get rid of life. To then. basically justify anything you just <laughs> did. Yeah, I know. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, no, yeah. You, so yeah. if 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 that's if we have this awareness of how we're made and that's where it starts, then all philosophies eventually will have some version of yin and yang, or sure. lack of better word, yin and yang. Yeah, whatever um, it is. Uh, chiaro scuro in, in Italian, which is dark and light Whoa. together. Like um, a dark and stormy. Yeah, like a dark and stormy. Or like a black and tan. Or a black and tan. Or a mulatto cookie. Or mulatto cookie. Or Oreo um, cookie. Or, or Bono from U2, who had a Catholic and a Protestant parent. Is that what happened to him? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> um, I uh, think being five foot three also happened. Is he five foot three? Five four, maybe. Little, Big voice for a little, little man. fuck, little leprechaun I, I, of mirth. I have no problem with Bono. My problem with you too is I don't like the music, but him as a person seems like a pretty good dude. I guess he just wrote a book where he's Bono wrote a book where he's um actually like <laughs> dressed like Napoleon on the cover. <laughs> no, no, like I'm, I think he's come to a place of realizing that he was a little much. With his ego, yeah, but and now he's back to humility, and he's he, he even apologizes to all the Apple people that had his album on their like for free, you know, on their uh, so, iPhones. But okay, but is that really him coming to a realization of being mature, or is it this that YouTube hasn't been relevant in twenty years? I think because they haven't been relevant in twenty years, uh, it's forced him to eat a lot of humble pie and realize. Okay, there, there is some miraculous stuff about this individual that he was able to do certain things and be around. So if you've got somebody that has had audiences with the Pope and the Dalai Lama and, and presidents. And isn't an eight-year-old kid. And isn't an eight-year-old kid. Okay. Um, yeah, he got to leave when he wanted, for example. Right, yeah. right. He, he actually, wasn't forced to stay yeah, there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he showed up. He wasn't invited. You know, what's a castrati? You know, he's like, oh, no. Um, he, he, you know. This person has had uh, exposure on all levels to to great fame, fortune, and influence. So for him to, for 20 years... And he did use a lot of his celebrity for I, I am interested in his book for that reason. Yeah. Regardless of the music or lyrics or So anything. it's an autobiography. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so um, for him to take all of that experience and then distill it back down into, with humility, mind you, clothed in humility... I, I am interested in seeing whatever so, that that oeuvre might now are you, contain. Are you, are you? Are you? Is that what it is? Or are you just um, deducing that it's him having humility? Is that, is that like when he's pitching in the book? Is that what he's saying? So I haven't read the book, but uh, I have seen a couple of headlines, including an excerpt regarding the 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 music that was forced onto everyone's iPhone, and then every time you open Apple Music. Wait, or, when did this happen? Um, it was a release, maybe. Uh, Four or five, six, seven years ago. And they, it was forced you to. So he went to Tim Cook at Apple and said, we would like to give away this this album for free. Was it one that they made in like the 80s or did they make a new one? No, it was in the uh, 2000 teens. Um, and so... Uh, That's it, fucking terrible. Yeah, so it's like on every... You know, and, and there was a lot for people that were YouTube fans. They were like, oh, cool, free album right mm -hmm. and for everyone that wasn't a youtube fan they're like how the fuck do i get this off I, my yeah, right. fucking phone and you probably couldn't and every time you turn on your it connects to bluetooth in your car their song would pop I on i don't remember and, that happening yeah so um, i was probably drunk so he in like rolling stone or one of these articles he, he like apologizes for the ego behind that 
what he thought for the forced audio yes. break. Okay. So he thought like <laughs> what he thought might might be uh, the goal there. You two me too us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. What the fuck? They Weinstein their way onto everyone's iPhone. God damn it. What a fucking Clint douche. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, so but I have to say this about you two as well. Not to not to you oh oh sweetland Rufus. Um where he's like uh they were relevant longer than like the Rolling Stones stopped making new music in like the early nineties. And then they just toured on hits past. Yeah, but the Rolling Stones are good. But the, my point is that good or bad, they were still trying. They were to, still relevant, yeah. Trying, trying right. to create new music. Which right. which band has lasted the that Hot long? Peppers. Yeah, that's true. They've been around a long time, but not as long as you two. But, but but let me clear something up here. When I say the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm talking about Freshanti. The Red Hot Chili Freshantis, yeah. Yeah, because they've also had like four guitarists. Right. So that changes the sound. Yeah, and the thing is, when with 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 um. Same old douche on lead. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you that. I mean, I, 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 um, I'm I, not the biggest fan of Anthony Kiedis, but something different happens in that band when Prashant well, is could, there. Yeah. Dude, he's so... So cool. good. I remember last time we talked about this, maybe six months ago, right? When the first album... April, yeah. April. Yeah. I, I remember listening to a few songs, and what I was hearing Prashanti do uh, with Flea and the drummer... Chad Smith. Chad Smith, I was Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, was thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the latest video, Chad Smith is wearing a Chad Smith mask, like a Richard Nixon mask. <laughs> yeah, but Chad Smith. That's even better. Yeah, you're like I don't know who it is. Yeah. It could be me. It could be Will. But no, I was listening to what Frusciante, like where he's evolved mm-hmm. through the years and coming out of heroin addiction, and because he was like 19. He was right? on death's doorstep. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was nine. Well, he was 19 when, when they hired him for Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk. And then he was like 21. When, when blood sugar, blood sugar came out, yeah, bro, that is like he was that good then, and now you 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 had all this life experience, and right. Texture and color, right. holy crap, dude! His music, I'm I'm not, you know, what you should I am do? not trying to speak in hyperbole, but it's like genius level mm-hmm. with the stuff that he comes up with. No, and like in your your opinion means more because you know music. Yeah, but you know, I have taste just like everyone. No, right, else, right, and but, like I, my mind does listen with a bias. Yeah, you know, and. Strict fucking hateful judgment too. Yeah, um, I'm very particular about what kind of music I like. And if somebody doesn't, if somebody likes something that I don't like, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? This sucks. Yeah, and I, I look at it like, <laughs> if it, like if I'm really like up on a hill about a, a band and yeah. my opinion about it, I, I kind of nowadays look back to where I was emotionally when I first heard. You're that. talking about a metaphorical hill, like a soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Be. Yeah. And then I'll and I'm ready to defend it, right? I right. The high ground, and right. And I'm like, well, I'm acting like a 13 year old. Oh, I first heard this when I was 13, <laughs> and it saved me from some really gnarly junior high thoughts. Right. Right. It was right. like freedom, or I was going through a hard. That's time. my Elliot Smith. Yeah. 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 Like there's, yeah. I was going through a hard time here or a hard time there, and that's the beauty of music and certain smells, certain foods. I love girl smells. Yeah. I love going to Dulcie's. Yeah. <laughs> I come it. back here and it's like the most like 10 seconds it's like the most suicidal I'll ever be you're just like Jesus what? we double scrub every week right and it still smells right. like it just doesn't have that female like energy like and she even taint she, taint and hopeful yeah, despair no, no yeah. you got like fabuloso microwave burritos and ejaculate <laughs> and then you just go back to there and it's like just awesome just rose hips and like yeah lovely <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I, could, I could see why you'd want to be over there more. If you want to um, really hear, like, Fashanti's genius, dude, listen to By The Way, that album. Like, that album. Was like, that uh, a Chili Peppers album? Yeah, By okay. The Way. But okay. If it's a Chili Peppers album, but, like, he wrote, like, just, like, a, like the doo-wop melodies. Like, the, it's it's uh, it's my favorite Chili Peppers album. Dude. Yeah. Like, I get the feeling that um, he could be a hired gun in, like, six or seven different genres and right. make that album pop. Yeah, and like because he, when you when you got Ketis and Flea, that that rhythmic background of like rap mixed with funk. like funk, funk. yeah, um, you're you're kind of locked in a little bit to that that rhythmic stuff, not as lyrical as perhaps other genres. Well, he's a terrible lyricist. Yeah. Sex California and fucking like cities in California. Well, that yeah, he does like naming states and cities. But the thing is, like, the reason. Like yeah, Rain it, Man. It, He's like Rain Man that way. But the reason it works is because it's very simple. Yeah. And he he can like get through a song, but the rhythm section is so good, you kinda overlook the lyrics. You're grooving it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but by the way, dude, that album, like for Shante, he was so prolific during that period. And uh and you're right about the dramas, dude. Like he he did an album, like he has a pseudonym called Trick Finger. Mm. And he did like an electronic album, like a jungle music album. Like Damn. he had like he released nine solo albums in two years. All right, I gotta look more into the stuff he's yeah. done on his own. Listen to Frashant. Because I will say that Kiedis probably reins him in a little bit. It, it forces like yeah. a brain that is that uh, wide mm-hmm. and, and, and shoots off three hundred and sixty degrees. Yeah, I think it is nice to have a little bit of like a bit in the mouth. Sure. Like, yeah. Okay, I gotta stay in this box. And um. It, you know, the thing is, One Hot Minute was the album they did after Blood Sugar Sex Magic before Californication when Dave Navarro was the guitar player. Yeah. I mean, is it a bad album? No. No. Is it a, is it a, um, you know, hits it, off that yeah, album. but is it a real, you know, fucking step away from the, what a, you think of the chili peppers? Sure. Yeah. But that's called progress. It's called heroin addiction, <laughs> yeah. you know? But the thing that's too bad about that album and why it's so overlooked and just, you know, written off, um, you know, it's because it was in a dark period and it was in between Prashante. Yeah. You know, but it's too bad too because Chad Smith fucking crushes it on yeah. that album. Yeah. Like the, the percussion on that album is some of his best work. It's just so like heavy and verbose and quick and powerful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that, that album and, um, and um, the new one, Unlimited Love, like Chad Smith really shines. But like, it's tough to listen to fucking uh, One Hot Minute because you can just tell like they're just so fucked up. You know, yeah. so it's when like, but check out magic. Like that was a lot for those guys. Yeah. And like Freshante left, he be, you know, because of drug addiction. He just went back into drug addiction because Hello Slovak died. They bring in Freshante, the new mother's milk. They have all the popularity with that, and then. Global popularity. Huge. With Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think you read it off one time. The the albums that came out in 91, like in that September, October, yeah. November. Yeah. I mean, these are like, uh, uh, it was just one after the other. Yeah. Like legendary albums. Yeah. Legendary. And that, that all I attribute to my big sister. Um, and I remember I remember her, like, it, w- it was two albums that stood out. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And um, that was 91, but, um, you know, um, STP's first album came out in 1990, but in the 90s, my sister, the two albums she got me into that kind of like 
shaped the music I listened to in a way was Tiny Music from the Vatican Gift Shop by STP and Blood Circus Sex Magic. Now, I'm not the person that listened to a lot of grunge or alternative music. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, um, I was, you know, first of all, I was very young at the time, but like her influence and my dad's influence kind of like he was more the classic rock, classic rock. Yeah. And my yeah. sister was more like the, like the punk funk, you know, rage against the machine kind of person. Mm-hmm. But that paved the way for me to like find my own way with music. And it went more towards like Primus, you know, STP mm-hmm. and then like. The Chili Peppers, Queens of the Stone Age, Caius, but then all like classical rock. And then my other sister, Jamie, was the one that her and I got into hip hop and jazz. And that's where that came from. But I mean, I'm, I'm so like, I think it's because of my dad and my sister. That's kind of why I'm very persnickety about music, mm-hmm. maybe even fastidious. But mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so judgmental of other people's music. I'm like, how can you call this? This isn't fucking music. Yeah. This is bullshit. This is garbage. I like it. I know you do. And they're like, you know what? It reminds me of my grandma. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fucking lame. <laughs> well, she died. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. There's two things I can guarantee in my life about human beings. If you're an elderly person, you're going to die. And if you're a drug addict, you're going to die. If you don't get help. Yeah, and if you're an old person on drugs? They seem to get preserved by it. All gas, no brakes. Yeah, it's like the people who were doing heroin, they died when they quit. <laughs> or, or relapsed. <laughs> right. Because the body's not used to right. the dose anymore. Oh my god, last night I was talking to George and um he was talking about how like this guy's this is this is a very sad part of the story, but this guy he works with his daughter has brain cancer. Mm. She's like four years old. Fucking terrible. That's mm. awful. That's to go through. It's horrible. fucking horrible. Yes, I do remember him mentioning that. And so he was like, Yeah, we need all this help, and he's like, uh, you're not working right now, Rosie. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you understand that my dad's dead. And he's like, Yeah. I'm like he would find a way to come back to life and kill me if I'm working at an auto parts fucking distributor with a master's degree in policy and economics. And he's like, all right. He's like, you just uh, shot down my entire life's work. <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, 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 no. Because he's in a management position. Yeah. He's, he's, he's talking about me being like an inventory guy. At the desk. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, can you see me interacting with the public? He goes, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, what are you calipers? What the fuck is that? Like, why? You're an auto parts inventory clerk. Do you not know how to drive? It yeah, seems right? to me we sold you some of these eight months ago. Mm-hmm. How did you already yeah, go through they, calipers? They come in and they're talking to me and I'll be like... It's like a counseling session. Yeah, the car's, the car's like, you know, it's, it's, it's clicking when I turn it on and then it's like not running right. I'll be like, are you sure you have enough air in your tires? Just check <laughs> that before you came here. Did you uh, put enough diesel in that gas engine? Right. And then... <laughs> Yeah, and I was talking to George. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm the guy that pulled up to a gas station in Utah and literally had the diesel thing in my fucking gas tank before my girlfriend was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. that one's green. Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, just take it out. All right. I can do that. I'm good at that. Yeah. Well, the old pull out. The <laughs> yeah, Utah that, pull out. I, I was talking to George after real quick, uh, after the meeting. And I said, I kind of like, kind of took your side. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, I wasn't knocking your profession. He goes, oh, no, no, I know. And he's like, I get it though, you know. But now he's like, if you do need work, we need help. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, I'll call you because maybe like after the semester, I'll go work there for a couple months, maybe sure. a little maybe cash. Get cash. to work with George, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's always good. Like I hate like one of my biggest fears, and I have a lot of them, but not. I don't have a lot of fear-driven insecurity because like I'm you know fortunate enough to be one of the few people in the world that genuinely like don't. 
really give a fuck what someone thinks about me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, whatever. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. You know? It is a gift. I'm not going anywhere. It's a gift. Like, uh, you, you can just fucking deal with it or fuck off. Because either way, yeah. I, like, you can drink all the poison you want. It's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. So fuck it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But like getting a new job, my fear and insecurity there is like starting the new job. Because I haven't worked in so long. Yeah. And that's well, common, dude. That's so common. And the right. first, you have to allow, like, you know, we say a lot, expectations lead to resentment or future mm. resentment. But in the reality is when you're, when you're um, starting anything new, especially something that you've built up, like I went to school for this, yeah. I've, I've put down money for this. When you start it, that first three months, dude, it's like, it's hard. And you think, did I make the right decision? But the reality is anytime you start anything new, you got to get up to speed. And that, oh, yeah. that takes effort. It yeah. takes time. But then That's you look down the road. Like when I first started working where I work now, the first, uh, you know, year, right? Like Rapunzel's. Yeah, Rapunzel's. The first year, uh, the computer system, the flow of service, the... Oh, the, you're talking about the... Um, the the menu. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all everything that, that goes into the timing... All of it was just so like, I was so anxiety ridden most of the time. And now, right, and plus in that industry, not only that, the people you have to deal well, with. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's yeah. a high amount of, uh, I, I guess, anxiety and stress involved in the job. But now, after this many years, you just kind of like, so a lot of it is second nature. And I'm not, right. I don't mean overdrive like oh, I'm I posting. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean like, I don't worry about it because I know it. Right, and that's just any new experience right. is going to be that way. Now, and with 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 that with that um, that perspective and that point of view, like I'm, I'm not so much worried about the actual work because I'm confident that I can do it for sure. You know, you've proven that to yourself time and time right. again. Right, and um, but but if I get this job with the company I was talking about earlier, um, it's 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 a it it's a deviation from you know what I was kind of planning my career path towards Mm -hmm. but the more i looked at the job and the more i researched it and the more i spoke to um the lady that i've been in contact with i'm like this could be a really great job for me and it's in a field that i have always had a passion about my whole family you know my sister's a teacher Mm -hmm. and I, i think that i could have an impact on education you know in that realm yeah like just by doing my job and 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 and, um and helping educators and administrators do their jobs well right and that's something that that means a great deal that is a true calling type situation so if i may um and i would never just give you advice but my perception i love when you give me advice we're just talking about that well (laughs) my my what i know you know getting to know you you know um, Did you want a piece of gum? No, thank you. I don't like chewing into mics. Um, but thank you. Yeah. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm chewing I appreciate the, the offer. I might take you up on it afterwards. Nope. You fucked that up. I got some in my car. Fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 um, I would say this. Uh, you have an ability to be very good at a great number of things. And sometimes when you're really good at a number of things... It might feel a little bit like handcuffs because you're like in any situation I go into, I could make this work. I could mm-hmm. I could set up a system and organize things in such a way that I'd be productive 
at a, at a high percentage, like a high level. Yeah. And that, that can feel like a hindrance at times because you can be really good at a number of different areas. You're like I'm like never satisfied kind um, of thing? Not, no, but but the, the thought on the back burner would be like, is this what I need to be doing or could is there something else out there where I'd be right. even better? Like, like it's unfortunate that there's not a situation where I can try this job for a week and then this yeah. job for a week. Like if yeah, you were, yeah, yeah, if you were yeah, born yeah. and you were just like, this is the only thing I want to do and I, this is all I care about and I'm really good at this and then that's it. You're, you're like a specialist, right? Right. But you're a generalist because you do have great intelligence – Great work ethic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I have a lot of flaws too. Yeah. I have a lot of things that could really impede yes. my career. That's for all of us, right? One hundred percent. I just want to let the listeners know that, like, we're not just gloating on ourselves. You know, like we are fucked up people. No, but we to even have this conversation took four plus years of sobriety. Right. A little bit of inward of uh, uh, inspection, right? Because before it'd just be like, In, yeah, inward inspection. When, it, when is everything, healthy. when everything around us goes wrong, we blame everyone else. When it goes right, we take credit, and that's not the way of the world. Right. The reality is, we can only control us. So I guess my point here is, you know, the the last meeting I went to on Monday, the the topic was plan the action, not the result. That was a stupid topic. Yeah, you're welcome. So just I'm <laughs> no, just I, kidding. I, I know. But for me, in between that, like where the action is and the result, that's where my faith, which I've had to learn how to, yeah. grow, to grow in sobriety. Yeah. Because if I'm worried about being B plus or A minus in like six arenas, but I'm, I'm really worried about finding the right one where I could be an A plus, then I'm worried. You're going to have an inner struggle. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time, I will not give 100% of my efforts to right. anything. Right, because you feel like Because I've, I've got my better. head on a swivel looking right. around saying, yeah, 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 you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and, and I think in your case, you could be dropped into many different different arenas and succeed. Except fatherhood. Um, I think even there, you'd be a great father. I'd hate that fucking kid. At first. Nope, forever. <laughs> you don't know that. I would name it appendage. You're planning the result, not the action. Appendage. Plus the action in that case is pretty fun. <laughs> not worthy of protecting <laughs> and, and, and you're right you know and this is something that friends do for each other your we're, child's name is whoops <laughs> we're brutally honest and then we're tolerant of people's reactions that's what we gain ideally you know ideally. like we try to be like my tolerance is going okay yeah yeah <laughs> but you know it's and, and, and thank you by the way and, uh, you know, in, in a way, I, I yeah, completely you, you, see what you're saying. I see the contrast in the, in the context of what you're saying. Yeah. And you're right. Like, to be in a job that you're great at and that you like, but you're still, if you're still in the mindset of, like, I could have done that. Or what's next. Or, 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 yeah. or, or what could have been. What if I, you know, I didn't do what I planned out to do. But that's life. We adjust. You know, yeah. we adapt or die. Yep. And uh, if we're looking for a peace and serenity, because anything uh, outside of that is what leads us to, to in our case, uh, damaging ourselves to yeah. death. Yeah, to fucking self-destruction. Absolutely. Yeah. So so if peace and serenity be the goal and we know the ways now to get there, and it is for me through faith. And it's not a faith that I, I go around telling everyone about. It's just a faith that works for me. Right. But really what that faith is, is having belief in something where I have to let the outcome then take care of itself because I'm doing the correct actions. Right. Uh, and taking the correct steps to walk there. Yeah. And like, you know, this is something that, you know, on the topic we're talking about, it's like, I'm like, I hear the, I hear the phrase future tripping and I'm like, 
I have a love-hate relationship with that. Yeah, because we have free will. It's like, right. how do you not think about the future? Right. So I think that when people say that, they need to either, one, address it with a caveat, mm. or two, just not say it. Because mm. here's here's my take on it, and this is like going to come full circle, so I'll just give it a second. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> so I think that, you know, um, at this point in my life, um, I'm coming into a time when I'm having to do some serious like looking into the future, mm-hmm. which direction I'm going to go. Yeah. And I try not to get too far ahead. You know, I, I, I take it as it is and I look at where I'm going to go and how it's best going to benefit me, how it's best going to benefit what I, what I currently have. Like I don't plan like for the future, like with my girlfriend, you know, because right now I don't know what that's going to be. So I don't trip on that. I don't really, you know, put too much thought into the future if I'm with her and we're talking about it, that's one thing. But as far as my career goes, I'm going to be finishing school. Trying to do that school. day by day. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like finishing school soon-ish. And I'm going to be, you know, writing my dissertation and I'm going to be getting into a field. And it's more than likely going to be the one I end up sticking with. Um, you know, or, you know, getting a job that's going to segue me into something bigger. But it's basically going to be like either a found, like either where I stay or it's going to be a stepping stone. And. Those are all variables that I can't control right now. Right. And but the one thing that I will say is that through all this, through all the thinking and planning and school, the one thing that I do think about every day and that I'm absolutely grateful for is the friendship of people like you. Mm-hmm. Because I can't navigate this shit alone. I cannot do this alone. And you have no idea how grateful I am to have a friend like you yeah. that is so solid and honest and compassionate. Mm-hmm. Things that I lack. You know, I lack compassion. I lack uh, empathy. I do I, disagree. No, 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 no. Yeah. I do lack empathy. I mean, not in the general way. I'm not loss of empathy, but I struggle with it. And it's good to have people like you in my life who I consider to be a dear, dear friend, mm-hmm. you know, to help me navigate through that and to help me be empathetic. Yeah. You know, well, that's and, the thing. When we when we come honestly to any interaction with anyone else, yeah. uh, it's reciprocal in that way because it's like it's like the person that offers the smile first to a stranger. So this person thinks like, oh, this guy this guy might punch me when he walks by. And then you offer a smile and he's like, Oh fuck, hey. Did I punch? Him? <laughs> yeah, and then you get him, yeah. You fucking smiling at That's him. what they get for fucking yeah. letting their guard down. Just nod your head, don't be fucking weird. It's two in the morning. What do you think's gonna right. happen? What are you yeah. doing, Roger? What are you doing out yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is with, because without the yeah. foundation that I've built and without the people that I've chosen, like this is my group I got now. This is the one I'm taking to the finish line, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's, it's great. Like, it's a great feeling knowing that of all the things I've done or I may have fucked up or done right or done wrong, yeah, I chose right with this group of friends. Yeah. And when I, I agree, and it's reciprocated, buddy, but when I think about this, like, if we get out of our own way long enough to consider somebody else, we can really learn uh, a great deal from that person and and then take that with us as well. Yeah. And as, as opposed to being transactional, which most relationships in our lives have been transactional leading up to sobriety, if we're working a program, they're now uh, appreciative. And you say, all right, well, this guy's good at this or this girl's good at that and or this they is good at that. And then you go... Um, you know, how can I incorporate... See, we're progressive. Yeah, yeah. We're with it. How can I incorporate that into my life? Is. 
you know, is there something that from from that exchange that I witnessed that that I could see being beneficial? And for me, it's usually like if it makes me go, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. Right. Then I'm usually on the right track. Right. And um, and it's it's funny how our friendship has progressed over the last couple of years. We, but we've always gotten along. You were somebody that I've always, you know, liked. Like I remember when I first met you at Twin Town, I'm like, that dude's cool. And um, and usually that's a struggle for me. It's mm-hmm. always been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. But there's a few people you included that just right away, like that, that, and that's one thing I am grateful for. Like I'm the kind of person where if it doesn't happen like right away, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that person's friend. Yeah. And there's been a few instances of that. You, Greg, Don, mm-hmm. you know, my girlfriend, where I'm like. These are people I can see myself, you know, going to war for. And um, and Chase and I were talking about that the other day. He called me. He's getting married soon. Oh, and, congrats, um, Chase. Yeah, and he was like, you know, man, he's like, I, you know, he's like, I because I met him through his ex, um, who I met at Twin Town. Yeah, yeah. And um, her and I were buddies. And then I met him, and like she got a resentment because him and I became such good friends. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up breaking up not long after that. But like. Um, he was like, as much as Emily was a pain in my ass and as much as yada, 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 um, he's like, there's a reason, like, I met you, mm-hmm. you know, we hit it off right away, Chase and I. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I met him was at a 4th of July party at a sponsor's house, a sponsor Corey over in Garden Grove, and he had a duck's hat on. Before even the kind, my name's, you know, I was like, dude, the ducks are the fucking worst hockey team. And he was just like, who are you? Yeah, you, are, you are in Orange County. Yeah, like. and, uh, and he was like, you're not from here. And I'm like, no, I'm from Boston. He's like, oh. And, um, and dude, I, can, I, can I briefly tell I you? I just like yeah. that he grunted when I said that. I'm like, yeah. this is my guy. Well, that was my experience meeting you. Is like, we just having fun talking shit. Yeah. You know, with yeah. witticisms. Which are clever to guys with egos like ours. They're like, oh, this right. guy's good. Right. The, the guys with the egos, they're still trying to like maneuver yeah. into the doorway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're standing out by the tree on that Monday meeting yeah, and, and just yeah. like, talking shit. And I, you know, I love that. Um, by the way, I have a story. Um, this guy, I was walking around um, Old Town Orange. Which is that's like, far from your house. What are you doing down there from Modesto? I don't know. Fucking a, dude. It was like four minute train ride to Anaheim Stadium where the Angels play, <laughs> or like literally a tw- oh yeah, like a twenty five minute walk, right? Right. But but you're talking about the um the 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 train stop that drops you off at the station. Yeah. I mean at the at the game at the center field yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So uh, so anyway, one city away from where the Angels play. Mm-hmm. And I happened to have at the time an Angels hat. Well, just so people are clear, yeah. the Los Angeles Disney Angels of Los Anaheim. Anaheim play in Anaheim. Yeah. They just got their identity taken away. It totally. Like the Chargers. Just like we can't re- wait to get rid of the owner of that team. Oh, God. Um, How do you take that? Uh, yeah, that's a whole other episode. He's, but go he's ahead. a piece of work. So. Oh, you talking about Adi Moreno? Yeah. He's he still little... owns the team? For now. Jesus. Um, so I'm walking one city away from where the fucking angels have played since the sixties. And some dude with a Yankees hat goes, the angels, he goes, the fucking angels. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, really? And I was like, the Yankees, where do you, where are, where do you think we are, dude? Do you that's think we're the in the Yankees fucking Bronx? Thinks wherever, think wherever they go, that, I, that, that's their I, territory. I just looked at him and go, do you think you're in the Bronx? How fucking drunk are you right now? You're in Orange County, one city from where they play. And he goes, ah, fair point. 
Fair point. I ended up being all right. That's yeah. good. Most was, Yankees fans aren't. I was just like, are you kidding me? Right. Dude, if we were in like Antarctica. Right. Or New York. Right. I'd be like, this is weird. You know, that's. I think that's why people are so polarized by me before they get to know me when I'm like out somewhere. I'm all decked out in Syracuse. And they're like, what is this guy's deal? <laughs> and you know, they start, we start talking. They're like, oh. That's an upstate New York accent? I'm like, no, this is a Boston accent. I'm like, that's where I it's grew pepper. up. It's a little sprinkle of... Uh, right, yeah. but I'm like, I, I spent a majority of my life in, in uh, upstate New York. And they're like, oh, oh, all right. So that's what that's why you're wearing the Syracuse stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And this, the reason I was getting asked this was kind of weird to me because it was during the NCAA tournament. It was the Sweet 16, and Syracuse was in the West region. Yeah. And the games were being played at the Honda Center for sure. that round. So I went. And yeah. I'm like, it's not that... like. It's not that out of... I'm not that weird right now. Yeah. Like, what about the whole grove of orange behind me and people streaming? Yeah, it makes sense in a very contextual right. way. And, like, yeah. this person's wearing, like, a Kansas shirt. I'm like, you understand why this is weird? Yeah. Like, why I'm kind of confused? Yeah. And it's not because I'm not uneducated. I went to a school called Syracuse. People mm-hmm. are smart. You have a Kansas shirt on. Middle America. Dumb. <laughs> well, they're good at basketball. It's a gateway drug to Oklahoma. He's like, Lord, please don't let my car break down. No, and I'm like, Lord, please don't let these people conceptualize Syracuse and conflate them with Buffalo. <laughs> we're different. Oh, uh, when you're when you're applying for Syracuse, yeah. you just have to type in Buffalo. It, it, it crash. It, it, Blue screen. You, you can't type Buffalo. Blue screen. It's not an death. option. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a great shot. Not a great shot. As you, I overshoot the mark. Heard. You undershot the mark. Yeah, I, I saw that you had overshot your can, and so I tried to put a little <laughs> less cinnamon on it, and what ended up happening is it was well A little short. less cinny? Yeah. Um, it's funny, because my sister always comments on that. She goes, what are you guys throwing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cans. Yeah, she's beer like, cans. do you ever get them in? Beer cans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, it sounds like you guys miss them. Like, we do. We I do. think I have made one out of, let's call it 30. I think we made a combined, like, maybe three. Yeah, I think you're shooting a higher percentage. Barely. I'm Shaq O'Neilling these, you know. Maybe we should try the bucket shot. I think that would give it too much arch. Yeah, well, and also where I'm sitting right now, the angle's weird. Or arc. Not arch, arc. No, I'm a fan of arch. But throwing it. Arc of a story, arch of St. Louis. Missouri. Or Kansas. Yeah. Last night. (laughs) Last night, uh, when I was sharing, too. I was closing my share and I'm like, look, I'll always help somebody. I'm only going to match their willingness. I'll always be of service. And I look right at Erin and I'm like, unless they're from Oklahoma. <laughs> she was like, fuck you, Rosie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's the best. She's like the sweetest. Yeah, she's rad. All right. Well, um, this has been uh, a lot of fun. Um, we are like a, um, a uh, stone's throw away from um, hitting a mass of listeners and users where we're going to be monetized. And it couldn't happen at a worse time because once you get monetized and the money starts coming in, you have to put more time, effort. You have to get like, people to sponsor you. I disagree. You don't have to do that. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to do it. No. I'm at least going to make my money back. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. It's a new um, but it's, a new it's, it's coming to the point where like the next six, seven months of my life are going to be devoted to finishing out the semester, getting my thesis statement done. Hey, stop worrying about and writing the my dissertation. We'll make it happen if it happens. Yeah, we'll make it happen, but you, I'm going to become a published this should not be journal. A, I'm going to be a published. This should not be a burden. In journals. 
academic journals. People can cite me. Well, then you're going to have to delete every single one of these episodes. No, I'm not. Or like five of them. I am who's I am. Yeah, and then don't worry about I'm it. Pop out the sailor man. Hey, you know, people that take on a lot can always take on more. Except my olive oil would be more of like a... A blonde from Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, Oh, so it was her birthday over the weekend. Olive oil? Uh, Yes. Yes. Olive oil. um, Olive Dulcinea olive oil. Smooth and robust. Um, So I call her. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what what do you want to do? We were going to get... Originally, we were going to get brunch. But... I um, ended up, um, something that I had to do, I ended up lasting a little bit longer than we expected. But anyway, so she calls me and she's like, no, just come over and we'll figure it out. I'm like, how about I come to your place? Because that's always like my goal, to get to her place, you know? Not that I, we don't mind being here, but it just, you know. It smells nicer. It smells nice. Girl smells. Yeah. 100%. Nice, wonderful, lovely pheromones. So she, um, she's like, oh, I want to go see this movie. And I knew when she said that. That she was going to say she wanted to see that fucking time movie, which clocks in, mind you, at like three hours. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the movie you texted me about that you went to see. Yes. And you, you made it an hour. Made it out. So we're watching it. And it was it, a good movie. It looks like a good movie. It, it, it What we saw was good, but I was just like, let's go back to your place. Let's go back to your house. Oh, birthday. You had an itching. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's going to be all about you. She goes, you promise? I'm like, I promise. So we left, you know, went back to her place, whatever, and then, you know, we're hungry, so let's go get dinner. And I, I brought up the going to uh, Rasputin's or wherever the hell you were, and, um, and and she was like, are we going to be able to get a table? Like, do we have to dress up? And I'm like, well, you know, I was thinking maybe like, because she, she, she's into that. She likes getting dolled up. And, they usually like forewarning. Yeah. And like, but the, like yeah, surprise. But, right. But the thing is, is like, she likes that. And then, you know, I like having that in my arm going out, you know. Um, but Makes I was a man feel good. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah," but she's like, "I kind of just want to like order in," and I'm like, "Okay, yes, yeah." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we'll just sit in bed, watch Netflix, eat food. You're like, you're like, I love you. Yeah, and she's she, like, "What?" You're like, "Hi." She, she um, she went like balls to the wall. So we we ordered takeout and or to go pick up. Now what'd you get? And we stopped at the store. So she got a uh, a I don't know the name of the place you went to. But she got a double bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. With fries. Oh yeah. And a milkshake. Yep. And then we went. We stopped at the store on our way on our way up to get the or the way to get the food. Ice cream. Got ice cream. Yep. And she got a big hook of wine. A hook. The Carlo Rossi. <laughs> oh Jesus. The big glass bottle with the little finger hole. Oh yeah. Dude, she fucking drank like three quarters of it. Had a girl. And um, black poop. Yeah. So she drank that. And I know at this point, like, the fun we already has on happening again because double bacon, burger, fries, ice cream, wine, she's going to bed. And the bathroom. Yeah. And so she passes out. She's snoring and shit. And I'm just laying there with a head on my chest and I'm like, best birthday ever. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was great. Yeah. You know, 30's a big deal for girls. Yeah. You know, 30's a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. Um, But the only downside of it is that, she, like, before she, like, passed out, she goes, you know, we're going to go see the rest of that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> worth it yeah totally worth it that's cool yeah so um next week we will not be recording because i'm off you're off off um the but grand californian tour and um thursday of this week uh two days from now i'm going to see gogo bordello at the observatory oh yeah all right dude 
That'll be a show. It's be they put on a crazy show. Yeah. They're so great. I've heard. They're great. So, um, goodbye for now. Bye. Melbourne, Australia. Good night, wherever you are. Bye. Bye. I got a 